0: You've discovered TalkZone.com I thank you America has spoken from the bottom of my heart The best in internet talk radio
1: Good day. Welcome to Healthy Talk Radio. I'm Deborah Ray. Well, playing a computer game just five minutes may uh, uh, be the best way to release tension in the workplace. In fact, it produced 17% less of cortisol. Speaking of stress, we know that one of the ways we stress our health, our overall health, yes, you, total, total body health, holistic health, is what's going on inside your mouth. We are joined today by uh, a noted dentist and author, uh, connecting the dots, uh, the roots of disease connecting dentistry and medicine, Dr. Robert Kulotz joining us today, as well as a frustrated uh, dental medical consumer. We'll talk about uh, those chronic dental infections, more serious than you know. We'll have our lines open to talk to you right here on Healthy Talk Radio.
0: Now the news and views about the news you won't hear anywhere else. The Healthy Talk Radio News Digest.
1: Well, it's a uh, new approval of a dietary supplement. Health Canada has approved such dietary supplements as, uh, for example, feverfew for migraines. They have now approved a new dietary a supplement called Cholestol. That's C-H-O-L-E-S-T-O-L. Apparently is a proprietary um, blend of the chitosans, uh, the, the unique fibers. And what they have found is that it meets Health Canada's criteria to be called a natural product that helps to manage cholesterol. They expect that this Chitosan uh, uh, product, Cholestol, will be available in retail pharmacies across Canada um, uh, this month, um, lowering LDL by about 20%. That's that's pretty impressive dietary supplement. Well, this is interesting information out of Northwestern University in Chicago. They took a look at a high-fat diet, that typical Western-style diet with 45% of your calories in the form of fat. Now, unfortunately, they didn't um, delineate good versus bad fat, so we can only wonder... Um, but they did designate it. It's a Western-style diet, so we can only imagine that that 45% of calories coming from fat has a fair amount of bad fat in it. What they found is that that uh, meat-sweet diet, that typical Western diet with about 45% of the calories from fat, disrupts your body's clock, your circadian rhythms, which can throw off many metabolic processes what they found in as little as two weeks on a western diet there was a shift in the normal pattern of rest sleep rhythms activity eating rhythms which seems to speak to me that if You are consuming the Western meat-sweet diet. You are forever changing your hormones. Keep in mind that those cells that store fat in our body, adipocytes, are not just little storage units. They actually produce inflammatory chemicals. Uh, They're actually little hormone production sites, organs, uh, hormonal organs, that can ultimately alter your body clock. And with the fact that we now have 43 million prescriptions a year for sleeping medication. 43 million a year. Just keep in mind that a high-fat diet can alter the body clock, and if you eat a high-fat diet, you turn off testosterone production for a good eight hours thereafter. Well, it was research out of Belgium presented at the American Heart Association's annual scientific session. Women who had been using the pill... For an average of 13 years, they took a look at over 1,300 women ages 35 to 55, saw a rise of 20 to 30% of plaque in the two biggest arteries, the carotid arteries in the neck, the femoral arteries in the leg. In fact, they found a 30% increase in plaque for each decade that you used the birth control pill. Now, these are synthetic hormones, We have certainly called into question synthetic hormones, i.e. the Women's Health Initiative with the use of synthetic prescription hormone replacement therapy. What we don't talk about is the fact that birth control pills alter your nutrients, particularly the B vitamins and we know the B vitamins are critical to lower homocysteine, which is an important enzyme risk factor for heart disease. So, Perhaps there's something behind the hormones, something behind the nutrients. A new study linking birth control pills to arterial plaque. And uh, there's a great body of evidence now to suggest that when you stop the birth control pills, um, you have changed your hormonal system. You have uh, uh, changed many aspects of functioning uh, of your body. Uh, In this case, if you have a higher plaque level... You have a higher risk of having a stroke, a heart attack, a sudden cardiac death. So, long-term risk to be considered with the use of the birth control pill. Well, after the crowd left, the 2007 scientific session of the American Heart Association, uh, with all its uh, headline-grabbing news, there was an unexpected, fervent denouncement of the new buzz In cardiac diagnostics, Dr. Michael Lauer of the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute got up and talked about uh, the multi-slice, the 24, I'm sorry, 64 slice uh, CT scan of the heart, which has now been shown in clinical studies to be as close as 90% to the accuracy of cardiac catheterization, cost half as much. And, of course, if you take a look at risk, each one have its own set of risk. Dr. Lauer appears to be in direct contradiction to Dr. Julie Miller from John Hopkins University, suggesting that it's time to let cardiac catheterizations go by the wayside. Dr. Lauer feels quite definitively, that any CT scan ups our risk for cancer. It does. It does. There are ways to minimize that risk. We've talked about the, many of them. The IP6, the inositol hexaphosphate from rice bran, the beta-glucan uh, from oats or from mushrooms, uh, vitamin C powder, uh, vitamin E. And, of course, uh, what we don't hear about is that cardiac catheterization have their own risk of radiation. In fact, cardiac catheterizations um, are the risk of 200 chest x-rays. So it's back to there are risks, there are benefits with each procedure. Only you and your physician can assess them to make an informed decision. Just keep in mind there is no one right way. But <laughs> there are some physicians who feel very strongly Uh, that the 64-slice, ultra-fast CT scan of the heart is not to replace the, uh, gosh, decades-old cardiac catheterization any time soon. What appears in today's Journal of the American Medical Association, baby boomers are aging, and a lot of them carrying some extra weight, particularly weight around their uh, middle. What they found is that obesity um, is linked to disability that suffering from obesity means you're much less likely to be able to walk to the front door, carry a bag of groceries. Of course, we know that exercise is the most important factor that determines if you age independently, and you're much less likely to exercise if you're obese. Uh, John Hopkins University also did a study in today's JAMA uh, linking chronic kidney disease because of the increase in obesity, high blood pressure, and diabetes in this country. We now have a significant percentage of the population in kidney failure in this country. So obesity has many risk factors to consider, including its link to disability, including its link to chronic kidney disease. Sobering thoughts as you might be celebrating a birthday. Well, it's a one-year study in four Uh, Absorbable metal stents. They were taking a look at this um, at um, uh, Washington Hospital Center, Georgetown University, at an absorbable magnesium stent. And what they found in one year, that the magnesium stents completely uh, were absorbed. In other words, they disappeared in about four months in the artery. There were no deaths. No myocardial infarctions, no clots formed. Uh, they believe that these absorbable metal stents are safe, have a long-term clinical safety profile, that they might replace the use of the bare metal stents. Gee, you're adding magnesium to the system. That's good for uh, 300 chemical reactions. We're going to return to talk with Dr. Robert Kulatz a noted uh, dentist and author, uh, Lynn Spillman, a frustrated medical consumer to talk about how serious those chronic dental infections are. right here on Healthy Talk radio. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six four, the start, the start
0: two, one, boost ignition and lift off. It's time to talk about your dental health. Here's Deborah Ray and Dr. Robert Kulaktz. Now open wide, say ah. This won't hurt a bit.
1: It's a special guest joining us as well to talk about a, a topic that why it might be eye-opening to you. I hear from people almost on a, a daily basis. We talk about chronic conditions here on the air. We know, thanks to a published study uh, in a recent May issue of the Journal of the American Medical Association, that 78% of our nation's Healthcare, or I guess more properly disease care dollars, go to the treatment of chronic conditions. So we might think arthritis, diabetes, heart disease, so maybe even redefining cancer as a chronic disease. We fail to acknowledge that chronic dental infections are all too common and much more serious than you know. And joining us today, and as always, we invite you in, it's just as close as a phone, 800-307-3002, is a noted author, a dentist, and opinion leader. He's the author of The Roots of Disease Connecting Dentistry and Medicine, Dr. Robert Kulotz. Dr. Kulotz, hello and welcome.
2: Good morning, Deborah.
1: And you have invited in uh, uh, a frustrated medical-slash-dental consumer, yes, the dots do connect, Lynn Spillman, to join us today. Lynn, thank you for joining Dr. Kulatz and me here today.
3: Oh, you're welcome. Lynn, morning, sure, Lynn. Hi, Dr. Bob. My lips are so dry, I'm so nervous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we uh, won't don't. bite. You're going to be great. <laughs> don't hurt. And I'm sure nobody can tell your story better than you, Lynn.
3: Oh, Deborah, you mean my night. it's a nightmare. It's, it's not a story anymore. It's a nightmare. Uh,
1: tell us more.
3: Well, it started in 2001. Uh, my daughter had a week re- now performed, and it was done on a Thursday, and by Saturday it was infected. They didn't um, treat it until that Monday. And for the next four four years, she would go back at least three times a year complaining of sensation in that area. And they would say, it's not the tooth. And they would do the panoramics and all that. And and they'd say, it's not the tooth, it's your sinuses. So we went to the ENT doctor, it's not your sinus, it's your tooth. So we were flip-flopping around, flip-flopping around, and... Finally, um, we don't know if this just brought it to a head um, or if it's uh, maybe I'm just putting everything under one umbrella, but she received a flu and pneumonia shot back in 2005, and all sorts of things happened. She was rushed to the hospital. Um, They were treating for diabetic ketoacidosis because she's a diabetic. Um, They thought it was her heart. But it turns out um, through the different dealings we've had with different doctors that um, when, you ha- when you're running a high fever, you shouldn't receive these shots. So that might have aspirated everything. Right. And, um, but since then, um, she's been treated for everything. They thought it was coronary. So we've been to like three cardiologists, um, oh, pulmonologists, um, rheumatologists. We've been to over 20-some doctors trying to figure out medically what was wrong with her. And finally, she went to the dentist about two years ago, and he said, um, "Oh, I think she needs a retreatment on that root canal tooth." So we, we had the retreatment performed, and sure enough, there was infection when they went in there. The endodontist found infection, mm. and but uh, both times, at the time of the root canal and at the time of the retreatment, he said uh, we weren't able to get to all the roots. So. She was still having these heart problems and breathing problems and um, high white blood count, low-grade fever. That's been constant for the past two years. Anyway, it's probably been going on prior to that that we just didn't know about because she's she was healthy as a horse up until this root canal surgery. And um, what did we do then? And, and
2: what did your dentist say, uh, Lynn, when... You brought up the fact that your daughter is, was now running uh, this fever and has an elevated white count and was fine prior to the root canal. What was their answer?
3: Well, I said to him, I said, could it possibly be the tooth that's causing all this? Sure, and he sure. went, absolutely not. And it was such an arrogant statement to not even know because all they were doing was looking at her mouth and sometimes taking x-rays. And it turns out the medical, prof- these cardiologists kept saying, it's not her heart, it's not her heart. And, I mean, she went through... That thing where they stick the camera down into her heart and look at that. and and um, She went through an awful lot. And they said, until you get this tooth matter resolved, it's, we don't feel it's her heart. So they just kept saying it was definitely not the tooth. So finally, we found a new dentist, and he said, you know, if it's really... A, and if it's been given her a problem, because even after the retreat, we went back to the endodontist complaining of those cold, hot sensations that you get when you drink coffee or, 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 a, or a cold drink, right? and they kept saying, it can't be, you had a root canal, it's impossible. And I, I, you know, I, we weren't making this up, it's not something we were making up. And finally the, um, the new dentist said, look, just, let's get rid of the teeth. So we did, and we had them pulled, and she still has the high white blood count and the low-grade fever, so we, the one area wasn't healing properly. It was like real mushy when she, she still couldn't bite down. The last, the last, um, surgery was back in February and she still couldn't bite down on that area. Do you have time for all this?
1: Sure. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. About a couple of hours. <laughs>
3: there, anyhow, she couldn't, um, bite down on that area and, um, um, he, he suggested us see an, another oral surgeon to go in, to go into that area and look at it. So we did. We had one surgery in September. And um, they found um, granuloma.
2: Uh, let's then, go. Let's go back then one second, if okay. you don't mind me interjecting. Please. Uh, you had uh, we had con- you contacted me, and, and you you had seen an infectious disease physician.
3: Yeah. We been dealing with
2: him all along. Right, and the, there was an MRI done, and there was indication of infection. And the first oral surgeon said, and I, we, you sent me a, a copy. And it was clearly indicating that there was still infection present in the bone. Yet the oral surgeon you went to said nothing was there. Right.
3: Right. Right. Right.
2: So right. then you went to the second oral surgeon who opened this up. Right.
3: Right. Well, they were the and same. The two. The two. That he was the same.
2: Okay. So he yeah. agreed to finally go in and look at it. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah.
2: Okay. So, so, so what did he find?
3: Because the only thing that lit up, she had all these tests on, on, like medically through, like from her neck to her toes, but nothing would light up. And the only thing that, after they re- um doctor the doctor recommended an uh, um, MRI, did they have to find this radiolucent lesion in that, that area of the root canal?
1: The gra- the granuloma. Yeah. Okay. Doctor on- uh, Kulatz, help us understand that term granuloma.
2: Sure. A granuloma is a uh, a soft fibrous diseased tissue. That forms uh, from infection, and when you see on an x ray, like a, it's called a, a radiolucent area, this is soft tissue that's diseased tissue that actually replaces the bone uh, and is caused by the chronic infection in that root canal tooth. And if you do not remove that chronic infected tissue, that granuloma or that diseased tissue will remain in the jawbone after the extraction is done. So it's critical that the dental surgeon remove all of the uh, diseased tissue surrounding uh, that, that tooth and that tooth root and not just extract the tooth. They've got to remove all the diseased tissue, and that includes that granuloma, uh, that soft tissue that's embedded in the bone.
3: And see, Deborah, I didn't know that until, of course, you know, you get the the you get the uh, security alarm after you've been robbed. Sure. Well, I didn't sure. realize all that until after the tooth was removed that there was a certain protocol that had to be done. And my daughter said that the dentist actually had to stand on a stool, practically, to rip this tooth out. There was no surgery involved. You know, it was just just a pull, I guess. Right.
1: Right. So they identified the granuloma. Pick it up there, please, Lynn.
3: They identified the granuloma, and um, they sent it to Hopkins for testing, and it came back on um, lymphocyte activity. And the first thing he said, it could be a lymphoma. Well, you could have picked us a up off the floor. I'm sorry, Dr. Bob, go ahead.
2: I'm, I'm sorry, a lymphoma
3: is a form of cancer. Sure,
1: sure. Yeah. So, I mean, that was the
3: last thing we expected to hear.
1: Oh, I'm sure your heart just, sank. just uh-huh. sank. Lynn, we don't want to miss a minute. I'm going to ask you to stay put right there. We're going to be back to Lynn Spillman. Dr. Robert Kulatz joining us today. We're talking about chronic dental infections. We talk about it on a regular basis, but much more serious than you know. 800 307 3002, right here on Healthy Talk Radio. I'm Deborah Ray.
0: Warning, Healthy Talk Radio presents revolutionary information that could cause facial tics and foaming at the mouth, but it's backed up by documented research and presented by credentialed guests. It may not represent the views of this network, this radio station, or its sponsors, but hey, it's not like they went to
1: medical school. I'm Deborah a. You're listening to Healthy Talk Radio where Dr. Robert Kulatz joins us today, dentist, author of the book, The Roots of Disease Connecting Dentistry and Medicine, a real opinion leader in the, you know, the growing significance that connects the dots between what happens inside the mouth and total body health. We are indeed honored to have Lynn Spillman join us today to talk about a scenario of which we hear all too frequently, and that is chronic infection inflammation in the mouth. Uh, affects total body health. We're talking about chronic dental infections are so much more serious than we know, uh, with, with the sobering, uh, uh, news, you know, back from a certainly reputable uh, laboratory that now this granuloma because of its, uh, you know, its uh, lymphocytes, its, its white cell activity was suspected of actually being a lymphoma. Lynn, please continue.
3: Oh gosh. um I don't know where to begin. So after that, um. We went back to if it was not for Doctor Bob. I mean, he, we had a CAT scan done in the sinus area because they kept saying it was the sinus area, and the ENT doctor said it's definitely not her sinuses. So I was I was back to the medical, you know, back to the special the infectious disease doctor, and um, we didn't he didn't know where to go. He said I don't know I don't know what to do. I don't know where to send you now. And then out of the clear blue, um, Doctor Bob said, "Have him look at image 18." Where that came from, I'll never know. But I thank I thank my lucky stars for you every day, Doctor Bob. I'm not kidding. And and sure enough, he says, get a radio He says, don't don't ask me. He said, go to a radiologist and get their opinion. And sure enough, the radiologist looked at it and said it's a root tip. <laughs> that is because they kept saying that this bone. I asked the um, oral surgeon what it what it was, and he said it's a bone. And um, when we took it to the radi- when the radiologist looked at it, he said it's a root tip.
2: And let me explain why that's so critical because we have a uh, root canal tooth that's infected and that root tip is infected and that root tip is now in the jawbone and up into the sinus. So we have a chronically infected root in the jawbone and protruding up into the sinus. Now, if that same chronically infected root tip were in our leg bone, you can be sure the orthopedic surgeon would have that out in five minutes. Yet the oral surgeons uh, and the dentist uh, just leave these in and say, "Well, they can't be contributing to systemic disease." And you know, Deborah, we've talked about this uh, uh, numerous times, right, but right. now to hear it from an actual person who's yeah. going gone through this for five years. Yeah. Uh, it can drive, it drives the point home that something has to be done to bring uh, the awareness of this problem to the dental community and to bring dentistry and the medical community together uh, okay. to understand that they are linked.
1: We're talking. Uh, uh, what? Correct my 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 memory here, Doctor Kulatz. You know, from from your book, what is it? We're now over 20 million root canals a year each year, each year in this country.
2: I believe it's uh, closer to 40 million. Oh my
1: goodness! Oh my goodness!
2: Oh. 40 million. It's, it, and, and it's actually probably, uh, I believe, it's the number one income generator per unit time uh, for a procedure in dentistry. And so, obviously, the dental uh, profession does not want to come out and say that root canals can cause a problem. Yet, they do come out and say that chronic gum inflammation and gum infection is a problem. Well, if you think about it, that is going to bring in more patients to the dentist, and there is no liability or uh, uh, patients suing their dentist, uh, for uh, a gum problem, but there is liability and there is loss of income if a the patient was never informed that this root canal may cause a, a systemic or body disease, um, and b you're taking away one of the major income generators in dentistry. So that's where I think why we're not we're not hearing. Uh, About this uh, information, infection, chronic inflammation, uh, be it from the gums, a periodontal tissue, or be it from an infected root canal tooth infecting the surrounding bone, are the same thing.
3: Yeah, especially with people that have already have an immune deficiencies or problems. Oh yeah, yeah. Doctor Bob, do you think that medicine one day will become individualized and not specialized? Do you think that's what what has to be done?
2: Well I, I you know we, we we've really become so specialized unfortunately that a lot of the uh, older doctors uh, took a look at the big picture they looked at the patient took a a very good history and didn't rely just upon tests to make diagnoses they understood the body as a whole and today we're finding less of that and we have to get back to it we have to uh, realize that you know, everything is connected and we have to have a basic understanding in medicine and i believe dentistry has to be drawn in to the medical profession that uh, everything is integrated and everybody should be talking to each other and it, it upsets me when you when you've seen 29 doctors over 5 years and many of them have just given you just blatant false information you know that these teeth cannot cause any uh, systemic or body problems. That is not the teeth.
3: My vet so knows that. Our, our, that. our puppy's vet knows that a bad tooth in our puppy is causing has caused problems.
2: Exactly. The vets know more about that than the than That's the physicians right. do. Yeah. So so now we're now now you you're at a position where. You have uh, an infectious disease physician who doesn't know where to turn. You have an oral surgeon who took out uh, the uh, granulomatous tissue, but didn't remove the root tip, did a culture. And here's another very important point. They cultured that tissue in uh, and that, gr- that granuloma, and they found what they said was normal, Flora, meaning normal bacteria. All right. Well, it's not normal if it's found inside the bone, inside an area where it shouldn't be. So they, you know, to, to rule that out and say it's not contributing to the disease process is 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 wrong.
1: So how do you how is a granuloma addressed, Doctor Kulat's?
2: Oh, the granuloma has to totally be removed, okay. uh, debrided surgically. It's actually scraped out and removed, and the surrounding bone that's infected is also removed. And then uh, a very good culture, uh, culture meaning de- defining what type of bacteria, what type of fungus may be in that site, and also what type of antimicrobial agents like antibiotics are effective against these bacteria many times dentists will just prescribe one or two antibiotics to treat these uh chronic bone infections and oftentimes these bacteria don't respond to them i've done uh, and in every case did cultures and oftentimes the most the two most uh, common antibiotics amoxicillin and clindamycin most of these bacteria uh, would not respond. They would not be killed by these uh, antibiotics. Yeah. So it's critical that we treat these infections the same way medicine treats infection in bone. Orthopedic surgeons are extremely concerned with infection in bone. Yet we we, we find the dental community just ignoring the importance and the link uh, of this chronic infection and how it can affect Uh, the rest of our body and the physicians defer to the oral surgeons and the oral surgeons have no clue that there is this uh, uh, direct link so here's this is the major problem and you're seeing it for five years Lynn and uh, it must be very frustrating
3: well, we just keep getting bounced from one person to the next. Sure, and, it's a medical and miracle. And still living way. with a high white blood count and great right. fevers every day of her life, and she's diabetic. And we've been trying for thirty some years to keep her her sugars under control, and and it's just been impossible lately.
2: And let, let's go back to just common sense. You know, the old time doctors took a history, a very thorough history. If you take a good history, the patient will basically tell you what's wrong with them.
3: No.
2: Now, you your daughter developed this problem, was perfectly healthy before the root canal, and became ill a day or two after the root canals were completed. Right. Yet nobody linked the two together. No. No. Now, that to me is, 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 is amazing. And they continue to deny... That there could be a problem.
3: They kept saying it was sinusitis, it was asthma, acid reflux. Um, I think one of them said maybe a panic attack. We've been to so many specialists. I, I couldn't. I can't even begin to tell you. Well,
2: here's and, and here's the key, Lynn. That dentists are not taught that root canals can cause chronic disease. It can cause systemic disease. They're taught once a root canal is done. That it is not going to cause any disease process, so they've been taught that they believe that so it's not even in their uh, in their thought process to, to look at that
3: mm-hmm.
2: so you know, when you go back and say, well you know this this uh, my daughter became ill two days after the root canal, uh, they're not even going to consider the fact that it may be the root canal that caused the problem
3: mm-hmm. that's exactly what's happened.
1: So, if this were your child, uh, Doctor Kulatz, where where do you go from here?
2: That's uh, a very good question, Deborah.
1: Good question, Deborah. you always, you always—I've learned the hard way, Lynn—always to ask him, "What would you do if it were you or your family member?" <laughs> I don't know what I'd
3: do without Doctor Bob. Then yeah. I got to say that he has been a blessing to our family. I can't—I can't, I don't know how I could ever repay him. He's just done oh, all this you. out of the kindness of his heart. I mean, he is just.
1: Yeah, yeah. he's such a compassionate about,
3: yeah. person, and he's really—I think—he's just made a difference in people's lives, and he's a—he's a real gift to the medical profession, as far as I'm concerned. Well, thank, Thanks,
2: thank, Dr. You. Bob. thank you, Lynn. No uh, problem. Very much. What, what, what would I do if it, if it was my—my my child? Yeah. Well, here's what I would do. I would go back into that area uh, where the extractions were performed. Right. I would remove that root tip. I would take. I would debride, I would clear out uh, all of that surrounding bone, probably a millimeter or so of bone uh, that uh, was adjacent to the infected area. I would biopsy the, that bone uh, so that we would see under a microscope what that bone looked like. I would take cultures of both the tooth of the surrounding bone and of the sinus where that tooth is protruding into, And I would have them grown for 30 days, not two or three days, like is normally done, because many of these bacteria uh, are very fragile and take a long time to grow. And I would put into that site a graft material that contains two uh, different antibiotics that would just release very slowly and stay locally and not travel throughout the whole body, causing... You know, uh, 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 a problem with, as we know, taking antibiotics uh, can cause a problem. But just target that area locally and treat that chronic infection locally uh, with these with this graft material, mm-hmm. and then wait to see what comes back from the cultures, and then uh, treat. If we find a certain different bacteria, treat that appropriately. But the key is to get in and get out that root tip uh, to dry that bone clear that bone out and then do the appropriate test
3: Is that does, it, does the root tip appear to be in the sinus or just resting against it it's in, it's in the sinus it's in the sinus
2: yes oh yes mm-hmm. and, and you know doctors we, see we treat unfortunately we're becoming a society where we treat tests we don't treat people and tests are a tool. X-rays are a tool. Blood tests are a tool. They help us. Without them, you know, we we wouldn't be where we are today uh, progressing in medicine. But we can't just rely on tests. We have to rely on what the patient is telling us. And, you know, this root tip up into the sinus that's chronically infected is not a good thing. Now, your daughter has a, a chronic uh, sinus problem. Yet the oh, I ear, mean. and throat doctor says there's nothing that the X-ray, quote-unquote, the CAT scan, uh, shows as being a chronic sinus problem. Well, what can be causing that? Maybe that chronically infected tooth. I mean, that granuloma that occurred under those root canal teeth that was ignored for five years was caused by those two infected root canal teeth that went undiagnosed. That's a chronic infection, and that chronic infection can cause chronic inflammation and it can cause the symptoms of sinusitis, etc., and the elevated white cell count uh, and the elevated temperature, fever.
1: Dr. Kulatz, hold that thought. We'll pick it up when we return. Lynn Spillman joining us today, a frustrated, obviously, medical dental consumer, Dr. Robert Kulatz on Healthy Talk Radio.
0: Check out Deborah Ray online, now with live audio streaming and audio archives of past shows, plus news stories, guest information, and the fast way to find books you've heard mentioned on the show, only at HealthyTalkRadio.com.
1: DeParay with Dr. Robert Kulotz joining us today. KULACZ, the author of The Roots of Disease Connecting Dentistry and Medicine. His website, TheBodyConnected.com. Uh, Lynn Spillman uh, joining us as well. An honor and a privilege uh, to have her share the story. Uh, oh my goodness, the medical dental merry-go-round your daughter's has, has gone through, Lynn. Uh, yeah. Dr. Kulotz, what's the take home message here for all of us? Because you hear this, now I'm hearing this from all too many people, almost on a daily basis.
2: The take-home message is, uh, is that dentistry is an integral part of your total, overall body health, and that uh, den- dentists have to become educated in medicine, and that I guess I guess the key point will be that if you if you can't find a link. Uh, or you can't find a cause for your disease and you do have a dental problem, that may be the cause. And don't rely on your dentist uh, to to give you the correct answer because as Lynn has, as has spoken about, they don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm sure you're tempted, Linda, to go back and say to these guys and just shake them and say, <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> what didn't you get here? Hey, Deborah,
3: you want to hear something? Well, I had a friend of a friend of a friend, and she called me from Pennsylvania last week. And she, for, she's been um, bedridden for six years, six oh, or my seven goodness. years. Oh, my Turns out she had a cyst on a root canal tooth that they didn't discover. They did the root canal. They did the retreatment. It's almost the same thing that Stacy's gone through. So there is a connection. They just have to get to the root of the problem. I
2: didn't mean to say that. And the bottom line is, it's it's so much more common than oh, than sure. you yeah. think.
1: Sure, yeah. sure. We talk about thing. heart associations it, it, and cancer society. I mean, we are talking about something that eclipses all of this, Doctor Kulatz.
2: I'm sorry, Deborah.
1: You know, we talk about the Cancer Society and the Heart you know, Society and the Blood Pressure Society. I mean, this eclipses all of that.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and the sad part is, and, and is that it's been known for, uh, since 1920. Wow. This data has been known since 1920.
3: Yeah.
2: And, uh, you know, if we, if we can address it and we can, and we can admit it, admit that there's a problem, then we can proceed. The problem is we deny there's a problem. And the American Dental Association, I hold them responsible for covering up this data.
1: Well, Dr. Collins, you've helped Lynn, helped her daughter. Lynn, you have spread the word to so oh, many. So to I, I want to do whatever I can
3: because I, I would never, I wouldn't want anyone to go through oh, what we've gone absolutely, through.
1: Absolutely. Our best wishes, our prayers with your daughter, our thanks to Lynn Spillman, our thanks to Dr. Robert Kulatz. our thanks to each and every one of you. If you want to listen again, the show archived for two weeks online, HealthyTalkRadio.com. I'm Deborah Ray, reminding you to live long, stay healthy.